0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the podcast. Where can you get the best medical information anytime, anywhere? Right here on The Smartest Doctor in the Room. I'm your host, Dr. Dean Mitchell. This podcast strives to bring you the latest relevant information right to your favorite listening device or YouTube channel. Please note, though, the podcast is for educational purposes only and is not intended for personal medical advice. For that please consult with your trusted healthcare professional. Now, is your home making you sick? This is a really frightening thought. Our homes are our sanctuaries. I know for myself, you know, when I come home after a hard day at work, I just feel safe in my home. I like to look out in my backyard and it's very peaceful for me. So to think that your home could be making you sick is obviously very disturbing. I think that most people when they do get sick, I find in my practice, they always think, oh, is it some bad food that I ate? Or did I catch a virus? Or is it a medicine I'm taking? And it wasn't until recently that more and more illnesses were recognized as emanating from our homes. And the culprit in many of these cases is mold. I have to be honest, about over 10 years ago, I knew nothing about mold illness. Uh, again, and my background's in allergy, environmental medicine, immunology, but you know, prospective patients would call my office and ask if I treated toxic mold. And I said, no, I don't know anything about it. But fast forward after reading, gosh, probably seven, eight years ago, Suzanne Somers' book, Toxic, which was so eye-opening, may she rest in peace, that I began a serious journey looking into how toxic mold affects the patients that I was seeing and how to help them. I was really fortunate to train with probably two of the top experts in the country, Dr. Neil Nathan and Dr. Jill Krista, both who have been on this podcast. But today I have another special guest. Her name is Shemaine Nugent. Now she is not a doctor, but as I've said in the past, sometimes a patient who's experienced a particular illness brings a lot more expertise to the condition and boy is Shemaine an expert on toxic mold. Her book. Killer House, I read it for the second time just the other night, is a poignant, informative read on the effects of toxic mold that can unknowingly affect your health. Shemaine is also a best-selling New York Times author and an international Zumba instructor. I have to tell you something funny. One of my staff is a Zumba instructor and she's the one who tipped me off. She goes, I think you should try to interview this Shemaine Nugent, Dr. Mitchell. So I have to give a shout out to Patty, one of my top staffers. She also happens to be married to a rock star, Ted Nugent, and uh, but I think that's an afterthought with all her other accomplishments. And she has her own podcast, the Faith and Freedom podcast. So I'm really excited to welcome Shemaine Nugent to the podcast.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Welcome. Okay, so the first question I ask as a doctor, how are you feeling these days? I mean, when I read your story, you were so sick and battled so hard. And I, I ho- like to give more of the toxic mold patients hope. So how are you feeling you know, these days?
1: I feel pretty good. That being said, every day is, almost a struggle some days are much better than others but once you are once you have a life threatening illness i was diagnosed with having pre-emphysema and i don't smoke i was once named detroit's most physical female i had my own aerobic studio was teaching aerobics since 1980 And then all of a sudden, I, like you mentioned about your patients, I started getting to the point where I couldn't get out of bed. I had debilitating migraines. I was popping medication like they're M&Ms. And I used to love M&Ms till I found (laughs) out what's in them. And uh, I did a lot of uh, research on my own. This was 20 years ago. Nobody was talking about toxic mold. So I was kind of a pioneer. And I went to dozens of different doctors who just kept prescribing me more and more medication, finally met a toxicologist in Michigan who tested my blood and my husband's blood and found out that we both had four different types of mold in our bloodstream. I was also diagnosed with having emphysema, and our son Rocco had severe asthma. This from our home that was once featured on MTV Cribs, we never saw anything we just kept getting sicker and sicker but what happened was due to faulty building the builder literally didn't install flashing properly and it was like raining between the walls
0: yeah you know i had also on the podcast uh uh, someone who's an uh, environmental inspector in my area who's fantastic he did my home and i had him on the podcast because he was just so good joe reese and i did say you know he his main mantra was a house is a living organism and that's really reverberated with me because now when I look at my house to see how everything hopefully is breathing well, you know, the air circulation is good, that there's no water damage. I think that's such a critical thing. I want to ask you because again, you were just so descriptive in the book and in sharing your experience for the listeners. Can you describe a little bit some of the, the symptoms that you were having and I think that's what threw you off course because yeah. again they really I think people don't really know what's typical mold symptoms you know you're supposed to have trouble yeah. breathing you know and you were having other things so could you maybe explain to the listeners
1: toxic mold symptoms can be anything and everything. And I go into great detail in the book and talk about the the mold, uh, mycotoxin, how it can um, lay dormant in your organs. And similarly to the Lyme spirochete, it can lay dormant in your organs for months or even years. And that's why you say it's 20 years later, but I'm still not 100%. There are times when I get re-exposed. My number one symptom was debilitating migraines but then it got into my chest and I was rushed to the hospital a few times. I thought for sure, this is it. I'm having a heart attack. I'm 40 years old. There's an elephant sitting on my chest. I can't breathe. And yet the ER doctor sent me home because I couldn't find anything. Nice. And that's the problem. You know, God bless the doctors because I I really do Believe there are a lot of good ones out there, but there are a lot that only regurgitate what they learn in medical school. And unfortunately, that's not a lot about toxic mold. My neurologist happened to be Dr. David Perlmutter.
0: Oh, sure. I didn't know him. I met him at meetings. He's terrific. Mm -hmm. Suzanne
1: Summers. Interviewed via phone um, in her book. She transcribed the audio, and that's why I, I wanted to read her book and find out all a, yeah. about her symptoms. Um, but Dr. Perlmutter was my neurologist, just happened to be my neurologist. Oh, he's fortunate. And he's he's amazing. But you have to have a few great advocates, and you're right, Doctor, that sometimes the patients can tell you symptoms that really don't describe like you know, migraines. I went to doctors who said, oh, you're just too stressed. Well, do you know who my husband is? Of course I'm stressed. <laughs> who isn't stressed? You know, there are a lot of people who have a lot more, they're working two or three jobs. There's, I, I believe the human body has an amazing ability to adapt. And there's the a, a principle, principle of adaptation where the more physical stress we put on our body, we get stronger. When, when you work out, you know, your muscles actually tear down and break down. When you rest, you get stronger. But with my symptoms, I just kept getting weaker and weaker to the point where I could not walk up a flight of stairs if my life depended on it.
0: Wow. You know, you mentioned something also, another part of the book, which I think is important that we bring out here, you know, and the frustration of of finding the right doctor, like you mentioned in your book, I kind of had to chuckle when you said one of the doctors you saw said, you eat too healthy for your problem, why don't you go to McDonald's, you know, and I I even told some of my staff that they started laughing, you know, because we deal so much with holistic medicine, but now for what you know now, and this was 20 years ago, you were going through this and you fortunately got hooked up with Dr. Promoter. What would you tell the listeners the best type of doctor to treat mold illness?
1: You know, I think it all depends on where you are. And, you know, mold symptoms are more recognized now. And if you bring it up with your doctor, you're less likely to be, you know, having the eyes roll moment with your doctor. So I, I can't say for sure. You know, there are naturopaths who are great again great doctors but um every human body is different everybody reacts to the stress and the situation and the toxic mold differently and i talk about the mthr gene so some people who have this particular gene are more effective affected. And I was in the home more than my husband and my son, right? So I got more affected. Right. And, it's, you know, everybody's symptoms are different. You could have two people in the same home. That's, that's one, is stressed, yes. one is stressed, one is, you know, here's the other thing that I write about in the book. This is has been a great awakening for me in many ways. I do I quote the Bible in Leviticus, it talks about molding your home. You know, and I I think I I did a lot of research on mold in ancient times and what it meant. And I do believe that there's a spiritual warfare element to this. Now, for those people who don't want to buy into that, that's fine. Um, But I do think that you should treat each individual person based upon their symptoms first, because if I say I've got migraines, and another person who said, uh, who has, who thinks they've been exposed to toxic mold tells their doctor, well, Shemaine Nugent takes migraine medication, or I used to anyway, so give me migraine and medication. It's not going to work right. you have to treat each individual you have,
0: right you have to treat the underlying issue you know i was going to ask you my next question too because again it had to do with your husband's line of work you know i'll just say quickly i had a patient you know, who, wasn't, <laughs> who wasn't married to a rock star but you know it was interesting he was a trucker and uh his family was sick you know his wife unfortunately had an autoimmune condition his son had a seizure problem which you know were being treated conventionally this guy was as healthy as a horse. He was just like one of these powerhouse kind of guys. And then during COVID, he had, to, you know, he got basically laid off. He was at home all the time. And all of a sudden in his case, it was one of the most dramatic I've ever seen was he showed me pictures cause he went to the ER. He had blood pouring out of his nose and he went to the ER multiple times and they called in ENTs to examine him. You know they packed him to stop the bleeding, but they couldn't find like an infection, a cancer, or anything. So my question to you was: uh, Did you find? And I've seen this with some patients that when you went on the road with your husband, did you feel a little better, or was it still like with you? Well, that was being out the, of that environment.
1: really the indication. Ted and I couldn't sleep for about a year. We mm. and and I say that to you, and you think, well, that's ridiculous. You know, of course, we seriously could not sleep at mm. home could not sleep. We were Mm. up every hour. That's back when we had the digital clocks. We'd watch two o'clock, three o'clock. Oh gosh. The indicator for me that something was wrong with the house was when we went to London, which is one of the most rainy cities. Right,
0: right, right.
1: And we slept amazing. And I went, oh my gosh, this is what sleep yes. is like. So insomnia was a big, big factor. Um, there's there's a lot of different things too. So to answer your question, yes.
0: Mm. That so is you notice it, the difference, yeah. Yes. That's really important. I, I hope my listeners, because, you know, some of my most, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: Then you have to be concerned. The, the other problem, when I um, I got treated by Dr. William Ray at the we going to get to that. Hospital.
0: Yeah, I, I was going to lead into that. Okay. Um, so, Sorry. yeah, I, I just, again, for the listeners, because again, even in, in I'll, never, I'll have to mention one of the case too that I saw that was dramatic. I had a patient that came to me, she was in her 40s, lovely young woman with a family, and her husband was fine, you know, it's funny how you're saying, she was very sick. She was getting swelling, arthritic problems. A good colleague of mine was evaluating her, he sent it to rheumatologist, neurologist, not any better. And he said, you know, as a last resort, he goes, why don't you see Dr. Mitchell? Sometimes he finds these unusual cases. So I was listening to her story, and she had a very high what's called ANA, which is an autoimmune marker, very high. So I'm like, this seems you know really purely rheumatological, uh, and I don't know why the medicines are not working for her. But then she said something in the last three minutes of our history conversation. She says she goes, Doctor Mitchell, I can't figure it out because she was she was British, and she hadn't been home in a long time. But her mom was sick, her mum, and she went back to England for two weeks and her symptoms like went away 90%. And I said, ah, aha. And then I did the testing for the, the mycotoxins. She was highly positive. And we're gonna get into like what you went through the whole program. So let me ask you, yeah, you were fortunate at the time to go to Dr. William Ray, who I've heard of, unfortunately he's, since he's passed away, but he does have a pretty famous clinic in Dallas, you know, of doing environmental medicine. So maybe you could describe for the listeners and I may, you know, pry you with some questions what you found helpful at his clinic what he did to help you start to get better
1: everything um it really he saved my life um from teaching me not to drink out of plastic water bottles because that's the first time i ever heard that you know what when they transport um water bottles it's not in cooled containers so the plastic chemical actually leaches into to yeah. the water so it's a it's a whole body um another Lifestyle of healthy living—you've got to look at the whole picture. You got to get rid of chemicals. No fabric softener. I got to the point where I can smell if you—if I'm walking in the grocery stores, uh, I can smell downy fabric fabric softener a, a mile away. Mm-hmm. So I did. I was doing vitamin IVs back in uh, 2003. Vitamin IVs, oxygen, infrared sauna. Um, daily massage which was a good perk but it helps the lymphatic drainage system there's so many things and and also um, a diet that uh, I started out on the rotation diet for example if I had let's say chicken on Monday I couldn't have it until Thursday
0: right yeah that's a rotation diet Mm -hmm.
1: to see what my body was reacting to so what happens with with something like mold or some type of environmental illness and and quite frankly most other illnesses including cancer you have to you have to find out like you said the source of the problem and if there are other triggers that are triggering your migraines triggering other symptoms triggering you know some type of allergic reaction in your body so he taught me so much uh, about every, everything, about healthy living, really.
0: You know, I know that you mentioned in the book, which is something I do in my own practice, I found the IV vitamin therapy super helpful. I also use glutathione. I think you mentioned you did glutathione injections, which is so important. I know Dr. Perlmutter a, was a big advocate of that for many years too, of really helping cleanse the liver. I was just curious, because you don't mention this in the book, and you know, some of the people that I've been experts I've been working with the last several years are very big on using binders like charcoal, bentonite clay, chlorella. Did you use that back then or have you used it so since?
1: I bet when I was with Dr. Ray, I used psyllium. There was this interesting uh-huh.
0: option. Yeah.
1: We had psyllium and tri salts and we'd mix it up we'd, we'd pick it's like you know, I'd go into the sauna. I'd drink this little concoction right. afterwards that was psyllium salts, and I could pick out walnut oil, avocado oil, a different type of oil, a tablespoon to mix it with, and down the hatch and a glass of water. Um, and I was okay then. Since then, I have tried charcoal. I've tried binders. It doesn't work out well for me.
0: No, it doesn't and agree
1: with you. Okay. So I again, I think it's. You know, if I had more time and I wasn't traveling still and working all the time, I'd really sit down to think about why aren't the binders working for me? But, um, you know, for some people, they work great. And- well, know,
0: psyllium is like a natural binder. You know, a lot of times I, I do that or I do ground flaxseed with patients. Yes. You know, there, so there are more natural things. Sometimes some people need a little bit more of the heavier guns, you know, to, to get them better. But I was just interested because, again, also you went through this way back, you know, with Dr. Ray, who was again, like a pioneer. But since then, there's obviously been some uh, more advances, I like to think in this in this area. Uh, You know, also, again, with your background, you you know, you just talk about movement, you you mentioned about your diet you so you didn't go on a low carb diet, or I mean, I assume you avoided sugar and, and moldy kind of foods or no?
1: Uh, i pretty much avoided everything for a, right. for a long time mm-hmm. and it was funny because when i was at uh the environmental health center in dallas i was there for a month and when people found out that i was a, a bow hunter my husband and i are bow hunters and again this is 20 years ago we're bow hunters and we had pure fresh lean venison mm-hmm. it was like i was the drug dealer on the block they're like can you get me some venison
0: can you need me
1: outside." Because that's a big that's a big part of it. Finding pure, lean yeah. um, sustenance that isn't injected with chemicals and steroids and antibiotics and mRNA and who knows what else. That's a big part of it too. And yeah. nowadays, you know, every day my husband and I were just shaking our heads like they're they're trying to kill us through the air, soil, and water. And every day we find out more and more about how. <laughs> I, sometimes I'm afraid to eat or breathe.
0: You know, it's so funny you say that because I always tell my patients, we have a laugh. I said, you have to pay more not to be poisoned, you know, with the organic foods and, the, you know, et cetera. Like you said, the non, without the antibiotics, everything is more expensive, even though they're not putting the antibiotic, why should it be more more money, you know? But- uh, You know,
1: I don't, I don't think so. If you add up going through a drive-thru at McDonald's versus buying ingredients for a salad for a week mm-hmm. if you go to mcdonald's every day That's or true. whatever you know i i don't think so uh and i get to the point where i have my own garden i've been growing my own garden mm-hmm. and again we, we hunt so we don't buy meat at the store and you know i'm not well i am advocating learn how to be self-sufficient learn how mm-hmm. to grow your own grow your own grow your own garden and be be self-sustaining I think that's really it makes you appreciate things more and and there would be times I'd, I in the summertime I'd go in the garden and I literally it it brought a smile to my face to see the squash blossoms open up and and every day I'd see tiny little vines it, it just it and I no. my plants, like I got goosebumps. I get so excited about plants. And, and well, eating. you know,
0: what I tell my patients because we're not, you know, I I'm, one of my practices is in the heart of New York City. But I agree with you. I think getting back to nature is so important. So what I tell my patients, what I tell them what I like to do when the weather's nice, I'm fortunately about a block or two from Central Park. So it is amazing. When I go on my lunch break on a nice day and you're surrounded by all this grass and trees and nature, there is something healthy about that. So I, again, part of my therapy, I take my script out and I write to patients, please go for a walk in your local park, you Thank know, you. you know, because again, being back in nature has to be helpful to them. I want to get back to one thing, which is probably one of the most difficult things about this whole illness. And you talk about it very clearly in your book. Um, it's about having to leave like in your case or a lot of people's case their special home their safety place as i mentioned in the introduction now how did can you explain did you deal with that cuz a lot of patients are very i mean of course they want to get out of a toxic environment sometimes it's financial sometimes it's emotional like this is where all my stuff is what do, what do you tell those patients
1: um you know i I think I feel badly. I've actually helped a few people that act one gal works for me and she was sick. And I'm like, you, her and her son were both sick and they found mold growing on the carpeting. And I'm like, Mm. you have to leave. Yeah. And the answer is yeah, but my stuff, what is more? Let me, let me ask you this one question. Put a value, write down a number. What is your life worth? What is your son's life worth? Did you tell me that? So for me, I got so sick that it made sense to me. And I found that one toxicologist in Royal Oak, Michigan, who after I'll never forget, and I write about it in the book, uh, going back to getting the, the test results from the blood test. And he pulls out his little doctor prescription pad. And I'm like, great. What haven't I had? I pretty much had every migraine medication, mm-hmm. including back in the eighties and nineties, they had something called CAFRAGO, 750 milligrams of caffeine, yeah. which
0: yeah, <laughs> I, that was, yeah. I tried
1: everything, but I'm like, so great. You know, what, what is he going to write on the prescription pad? He wrote, get out of the house. Mm-hmm. You need to have an advocate who will put it for you in black and white and Oftentimes, I, I work with people who are reluctant, you won't leave until it's a life and death situation. And Mm -hmm. another um, gal that I worked with, had a young son, and she's like, I don't, you know, I don't want him to and I will, I remember, I'll never forget when I went to Dr. Ray's, I got I finally got there and my mom came down from Michigan to take care of my son while I was at this medical center and I'd never been away from my son for so long. And I remember just bawling my eyes out and and the nurse came in while I was waiting for Dr. Ray and she's like, are you okay? Are you in pain? And I just, I remember just thinking, I don't want my son to see me like this. I don't, so it's very, the book is very vulnerable. I put all that out there, but only because I want you to understand it's a life and death scenario, and I think when we look at it that way, how much is your life worth?
0: That's a great. That's a great point. How is Rocco doing, by the way? Too how How old is he now?
1: Thirty three.
0: Oh my God, he's a he's a man. Yeah. <laughs> he's my <laughs> older son. <laughs> I was like, they're always, they're always your boys, but yeah. uh, but they're yeah. men. Um. All right, so Shemaine, as we're kind of wrapping up, because I know that you got a really busy schedule, what else do you think people should know about this? And if you can tell them where they can find out more about what you're doing,
1: well, I'm uh, I'm always doing something. I just finished the first draft of a women's uh, health and wellness devotional that's gonna come out next summer probably. And I'm always working on a bunch of things. I'm gonna be doing an online community because I've had so many people reach out to me and ask questions and that's why I wrote the book. I am I would love to spend a half an hour on the phone with each and every person who has questions and I'm not a doctor. I just wanna share what has worked for me with you so you don't have to endure what we did. And, um, so now I'm going to be putting together now that my first draft of my book is done and I'm wrapping that up, I'm going to be doing a wellness, um, community of people that I'm going to have, uh, workouts online. I'm going to have, um, a lot of things like, uh, spiritual warfare communications, and we're going to have our own, um, I think Bible study. So there's a lot, it's, it's in the works. It's probably going to come out January of next year. Can you believe it's already?
0: Yeah, we're getting close,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but that's on my, that's going to be, all the information is on my website, rocks. And then I do a, a weekly podcast called faith and freedom available on real America's voice and also on rumble and I'm on some social media platforms that I haven't been banned from yet. I'm on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube as well.
0: All right. That's terrific. So again, for our listeners, please get a copy of Killer House. If you if you know anyone that's being affected, potentially, or has been sick for a long time, that it might be due to mold. This is a terrific book. As I said, it gives you really a, a personal view of what it's like to go through this. Um, if you like the podcast, please subscribe to The Smartest Doctor in the Room or give us a like on YouTube. Uh, and thank you for uh, joining us. Thank oh, you, thank Shemaine. You. This was great.
1: So much I appreciate you getting the word out. And yeah, I, I think it's, it's so word- important about about my book and and again i just i just want to help people i don't want I to see people go through what i've gone through if they want to watch i have a short documentary it's 26 minutes long which tells more about my story my husband ted is on it my my son rocco our son rocco that's at killerhouse.org
0: oh wow terrific all right thank you so much to me for joining right. us god bless okay all right